Welcome back to a special edition of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. It's me, Len Testa. This is a show that we are recording on Schmerz Day, June 19th, 2020. And the reason we're doing this is, as you guys know, Jim and I normally record on Thursdays, but now it's Friday and Disney's already done two sets of important announcements since we recorded the show. So this is going to be a quick recap of those announcements. Let's get started by bringing in the man who asks, if we shouldn't eat midnight snacks, why is there a light in the refrigerator? It's Mr. Jim Hill. Jim, how's it going? Excuse me. I, I have to step to the refrigerator just to check. I, never mind. Okay. Still there. Still there. S- still All there. All right, Jim. Okay. Uh, so last night, we hinted, by the way, you guys will hear this, your listeners, you'll hear this. On the show that we recorded yesterday, we hinted that there would be some major announcements coming up. These are those announcements after we recorded. The first one, Jim, was that, uh, let's start with the bad news. Bad news was no uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party for 2020. And Disney's reasoning for this, and I think this is perfectly valid reasoning, by the way, is that the key components of the not-so-scary Halloween party, things like the parade, the fireworks, the Mm -hmm. trick-or-treating, the character greetings, no practical way to do that in an era of social distancing. So that makes sense to you. What's your your take on this, Jim? In addition to social distancing... There's the whole cleaning aspect, and oh right, yeah. How could you you, you couldn't clean the park after it, in the, in the short amount of time between regular park closure and start of Halloween party in a given day? Yeah, the, the very stuff that that used to make this event easy to do, like the mix in moment where you know you can pick up your wristband, and that just doesn't fly in a COVID nineteen concerned era. So. Right. Yeah. It's a tough call. And a lot of people are pivoting to the effect of, okay, so what does this mean about Halloween Horror Nights at Universal? And it's like, the issue there is that this is their 30th anniversary year. and Big year for it, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think somebody was pointing out it's not necessarily uh, Canary in the Coal Mine. If Disney shuts down Mickey's Not So Scary, that's going to mean Universal pulls the plug on Halloween Horror Night for this year. But uh, it does bear watching. Right. Uh, speaking of other things that are canceled, uh, Disney's announced the cancellations of H2O Glow Nights. The uh, hard ticket event at night at Typhoon Lagoon will not happen this year, and they'll be mm-hmm. issuing refunds on that. So those are the downside announcements that came out. On the positive side, though, Jim, Jim, how much mm. do you like food and wine? <laughs> do yeah. you like it a lot, Jim? Do you like it a lot? <laughs> Disney actually, in a weird sort of way, needs to be applauded. For this, because face it, you know, they had done so much prep for Flower and Garden and the outdoor kitchens. I, they changed right. the name from each of the events to the artistic studios or whatever they called them. They were already in place. So, you know, it, right. it d- does, in fact, make sense to, okay, just push ahead to our next event. And, but geez, starting in July. July. Okay, folks. So July 15th is the beginning of Food and Wine this year. Mm-hmm. And Disney says it's going to continue through the fall. I note, Jim, that the fall, fall ends on December 21st. Mm-hmm. And Disney's also said that they're combining mm-hmm. flower and garden into food and wine. You'll be able to see... All of the flower and garden topiary that are remaining, you'll find flower and garden merchandise, the scavenger Mm -hmm. hunt, the Remy Ratatouille hide and squeak is still there. And all of that stuff that was available will still be available. This is, I think it is obvious. This is Disney making the best of a bad situation here, right? Certainly, certainly. I guess we should also talk about what was buried in the language 
of the announcement yesterday, because obviously people, you know, after Halloween Horror Night got canceled and likewise the extendo version here of Food and Wine, it's like, well, what does this mean about Mickey's Very Merry or for that matter, holidays around the world? You know, Epcot's, you know, Well, okay, so, so yeah, so let me segue into that. They did say that for Flower Garden Food and Wine, that the Eat to the Beat concert series will mm-hmm. be canceled. And I think that's mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, they mentioned that they couldn't do social distancing or physical distancing no. No. for those concerts. The other thing, and I think this is this was unsaid, but the other thing is, is my sense is that Disney's insurers were mm-hmm. not going to cover any of those acts that are coming in, right? Mm-hmm. The acts themselves might say, you know what? I'm not going to fly to Florida to perform a concert. And number two, Disney might not be able to insure them either way. Mm-hmm. So that decision might have been made for Disney in this particular case. But what they're saying is, is the uh, the local acts that Disney has, so the Jammeters, Mariachi Cobra, uh, uh, things like that, they'll be playing throughout Flower Garden Food and Wine. Yeah. I'm just going to call this Flower and Wine and be done with it. I think that's the better <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah. What really kind of stuck out for me was was the language in there to the effect of Mickey's Very Merry and the Holidays Around the World that – they're still making a decision because, of course, they have to respond to you know, the mandates at the state and the federal level. And right. did you see the news coming out of Orange County in the city of Orlando yesterday? Orange County has remandated masks in, uh, in all public places. Uh, so with very few exceptions, such as exercising, yeah. uh, masks are in effect. Osceola County also reiterated that they have never gotten rid of their mask requirement, although it is completely unenforced and unenforceable. There's no penalty for not wearing a mask, which drives me absolutely insane, right? Why, why have a requirement with no, with no consequences? And I think what they're trying to do is address the sharp increase in cases that we're seeing in Florida over the last couple of weeks. 10 days. We, we've seen triple digit increases. Triple, yeah. And we're well, so up to like 3,000. I haven't checked today. We were up to like 3,000 new cases a day or something on average. Yeah. 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 It, it's, a, it's a scary, crazy number. And it was March 26th, Orange and Osceola County, where the, the, they issued their stay at home order well ahead of when Governor DeSantis did. Yeah. He didn't actually put a, a safer at home executive order, not stay at home, safer at home, uh, on April 3rd. And right. for me, that's the concerning one. The fact that Orange County felt the need to hit the reset button. Okay, everyone in mass now. I have to tell you a lot. I've been hearing some very interesting things out of Burbank about their concerns about how Florida was so late to close and then so quick to reopen. Oh, they have to be looking at those numbers. And, yep. and for me, I, I'm wondering, is there, a, is there a, a number of cases per day? Is there mm-hmm. a new number of cases per day where Disney says you know what, we just, we in good conscience, we can't open. Like if we get to 10,000 new cases a day, we're at 3,000. At yeah. 10,000 new cases a day, do the parks really open? Mm-hmm. And and I don't know I don't know the answer to that, but that's, I mean, that's my big concern, right? That Floridians demonstrate that they can't be trusted to do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, Disney decides that they're not going to open the parks in, in that scenario. And that's that worries me for a number of reasons. Obviously, number one, it's, it's my job, right? Mm-hmm. But number two, if Disney pulls the plug and says, look, we're not going to open again, mm-hmm. it'll take years to recover from that, right? Because the next time they say, okay, we're going to reopen, no one's going to believe them. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a big concern there. So we'll say, I hope, I hope Florida gets it under control. 
before the parks reopen. Like, and, and the masks, once the mask requirement starts happening and once the, once the government starts mandating a few, you know, really simple policy changes, I think we, we hopefully we'll see the numbers start to, to, to go back down. We can only hope because I've heard repeatedly from folks in Burbank that we had Disney Springs open with third party, mind you, yeah. as early as May 20th. And yet we're waiting till July 11th and July 17th to, to reopen the four theme parks. Open and, the parks. Yeah. This supposedly factored into that. Right. I will say this. With masks being 100% required in Disney Springs, mm-hmm. in Universal, and in the Disney theme parks, and mm-hmm. with all the cleaning that's going on, and I'm not joking about this, the theme parks mm-hmm. will be safer than, than the average public place in Florida. Like, if I had a choice between going to Publix or going to a theme park, the theme park will be safer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not joking, right? 100% convinced the theme parks will be considerably safer than the average place I can walk out my, my door and, uh, and visit in Central Florida right now. So that's good, okay. I guess. No, that, 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 that's an interesting place. Suddenly I want to go to a theme park. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a refuge in more, in more ways than one. Wow. <laughs> with, okay. with, with literally right. and figuratively a refuge. All right, Jim, the other announcement that just came out, there were mm-hmm. two. First one was about the uh, Disney Park Pass system. Mm-hmm. So this is the reservation system for getting into a park. Things that we things that we thought Disney would build into the system. Disney's confirmed. So one park per day during the initial opening period. So there is no park hopping and they'll be, they'll give more information later uh, on what you're doing. If you've got a park hopper or an annual pass, you will need a, my Disney experience account. You'll need a valid theme park ticket. And if you're going to try and get in early on these reservations, we'll give you the dates in a second. You'll also need a Disney resort hotel reservation number linked into my Disney experience before you begin. So Jim, what are the what are the dates for the uh, the reservation system? According to our good friend Carly, uh, June 22nd for the Disney Resort and other select hotel guests, June okay. 26th for annual pass holders, and finally June 28th for ticket holders. All right, so people with resort reservations get a 4-day lead on this. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, annual pass holders on the 26th. And then mm-hmm. everybody else on the 28th. And I wonder if that's going to be a rotating like four-day window that – so for each day, I wonder if the same lead time will be allowed for Disney Resort guests. Because you know like right now, people sitting at a Disney Resort get a 60 – or had a 60-day window for fast mm-hmm. passes. Everyone else got 30. I wonder if they're going to maintain the same four-day uh, lead time for people with Disney hotel reservations. By the way, did you see the thing uh, late yesterday or thereabouts? It used to be, again, you were staying at a Disney resort, and if you wanted to resort hop, you know, to go over and, say, shop at the stores or or grab lunch at another resort, uh, you know, you you were free to do so. You all only had to show your resort ID or just to get in. And now, evidently, it's like, if you don't have a reservation, you can't get into that resort. You are kind of landlocked to where... You decided to stay for this trip. And that, that brings up a, a great story uh, that I told you about yesterday, but I'm now going to share with our listeners. I was making a bunch of Disney hotel reservations, uh, dining ah. reservations yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a cast member, not going to mention his name. You know who you are. So I'm talking to the cast member and Monday on the 22nd, I'm staying at Bay Lake Tower, but I wanted a reservation at uh, Kona Cafe. So I, so I made that, you know, and, and Ephraim, you know, gave me the whole spiel and he said, you know, about the, about the $10 deposit for your credit card and everything. And uh, he said, if you're relying on Disney transportation, 
to go between the resorts, uh, allow an hour and a half each way, something like that, an hour and a half each way because it goes through Disney Springs, implying the bus system. And I'm like, okay, well, isn't there a monorail? <laughs> like between going between the the poly and the and the contemporary and the the CM said, you know, we're not we haven't been told that it's going to run yet. And my my response was, I think we're all going to learn a bunch of things together on June 26th, like you, me, us, yeah. them, all on You're June 22nd. Wrong. We're going to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on. But I think my my initial response when he said was allow an hour and a half. I'm like, am I swimming? Like, is it <laughs> is this is a triathlon now now part of the reservation system? Am I going to be in Seven Seas Lagoon? Doing that, but uh, but here's the best part. So we go through. I do all my reservations, right? Do all my reservations. Get through all the all all the details on it, and you know, at the end, they give you all. They have to read you all the Disney disclaimers, right? So our cast member friend reads me all the disclaimers, and he says, "Do you have any questions?" And I said, "No." Uh, and he said, "Okay, now that all all of that is out of the way, I'm a huge fan of the show. Please tell Jim Hill I said hi." <laughs> oh, well, hi back. That's that, very sweet of you. Thank you for doing such a, a nice job helping out Mr. Testa yesterday. So wow. It was great. That's great. It was great. Made my day. Made my day. Yeah. Super fun. So, yeah. So, um, so not entirely sure that the monorail is running. I mean, obviously, you can I, – I picked Magic Kingdom Resorts just so I could order the walk or Uber mm-hmm. or drive. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I would do for that. But, um, yeah, so I did see that. So, yeah, to get into a hotel, you will need an, a reservation to uh, – either a hotel or a dining reservation to get there. That is, uh, that was sort of buried in the fine print of one of the releases. And I want to talk about some other fine print that came out with today's mm-hmm. park pass system. Did you see that magic bands are going away? Yes. Or rather the complimentary magic bands that, that in fact, what is it as of, uh, January, January 1, 2021, and that the resort guests will have the option of purchasing a magic band at a discount. And right. that kind of tells you <laughs> what fina- the, the financial cliff Disney is experiencing right now looks like. Yeah. So magic bands must, must, co- must cost them a bundle mm-hmm. with the shipping and everything. One of the things that the folks who, who run the resort, to the envy of the folks at, at the Disneyland Resort is the magic bands actually make so much money for the resort because people do so much impulse shopping without a thought. It's like, well, I want a turkey leg and I want a beverage and I want a, you know, a Mickey bar. And it's only when they get yeah, back. And go. Get, it's like, it's like, what, how much, you know, now you have to buy the magic band that reinforces there's money involved with this. I, I think it's two things. One, um, you know, Disney can definitely save the money. I, I can't remember the last time I actually used a magic band. I mean, I decline mm-hmm. them now all the time, but mm-hmm. I feel very bad when I forget to decline a magic band on a hotel stay mm-hmm. because you can't reuse them. You can't reassign a magic band to someone else, so mm-hmm. they can't be reused. But I think the other thing was, if you think of magic bands as a transition technology, right? Mm-hmm. So back in 2010 or whatever, and mm-hmm. um, when the technology was was first announced, not every smart, not everybody didn't have smartphones, and smartphones didn't universally have Bluetooth technology. Mm-hmm. But now, the vast majority of people have a phone that supports Bluetooth technology, and so anything you can do with a Magic Band, you can do with your phone. So, I don't think the I don't think Magic Bands were a waste. Mm-hmm. They were simply the cost of doing business while mm-hmm. that transition to Bluetooth-enabled smartphones mm-hmm. happened. So Disney was just a little bit ahead of the time there. I'll still use the, the Magic Band. I think it's easier than taking out my phone, pulling up the app, having mm-hmm. to log in, God forbid, again, mm-hmm. 
and then doing it's just easier to tap and go. I'll still use it. And I didn't even pay for a magic band, but it's nice to see for people who don't want to um, don't want to pay for it. They can use their phone. Yeah, but now you're making me feel sad for the the guys who work in the division at Disney to create those little bits that you can decorate your your magic band with or the personable exactly. limited edition magic bands. It's like oh, no, they're still gonna they're still gonna be doing those. They're still gonna be releasing them. They just have to buy them, which I <laughs> which I totally get. Uh, always nice to see the heroin business plan and <laughs> exactly get the exactly. first taste is free. <laughs> So those are the big announcements. My understanding, we're waiting on one more announcement, and that is um, preview dates mm-hmm. for the parks. I would expect that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a week of previews, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's going to be a day. So mm-hmm. somewhere in between those two numbers is okay. what I'm expecting. So if the parks open July 10th, I don't think there's. I don't think the preview dates are going to be as early as July 5th. But I don't think it's going to be only July 10th either. We'll see what happens. Okay, but when they preview, we'll have people there. So we will. We'll be. Uh, we'll be there. So uh, so that'll be the next update that we give for the Disney Dish show, and that's going to do it for this update. Please head on over to DisneyDish.Bandcamp.com, where you'll find exclusive shows never before heard on iTunes. Uh, you can find more of Jim at JimHillMedia.com and more of me, uh, Len, at TouringPlans.com. Thank you to Aaron Adams, our fabulous producer. I'm giving him the day off from assigning him uh, tasks. We'll pick up with that on Monday's show. For Jim, this is Len. We will see you on the next show.